Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Vividly Speaking with who else but me, your favorite fun size, pint size, travel size, real doctor of clinical psychology, not to be confused with Dr. Pepper or Doc McStubbins. Here we are again to talk about another bout of things involving wellness, your mental health, pop culture, and all things in between. Thank you for bringing yourself here for another episode. But let's not delay. Let's jump right into it. Let's go. Why are you still here? I mean, be still here, but let's go. So, hi. Um, my name's Dr. Vivid, and um, I have two kids that are always sick. I can't see you, but if I close my eyes and I just imagine any parent or caregiver out there, could you please just raise your hands if childhood illnesses and school germs have been whooping your ass this school year? Yeah, we had rotavirus, we've had strep throat, we've had pink eye, we've had terrible colds, um, there was an outbreak of hand, foot, and mouth. Of course, there are still cases of COVID at school. We've had the flu. We've had really bad allergic reactions. I am tired. Tamala Man said, truth is, I'm tired. And she went on to say, options are few. And why is that true? Because the emergency rooms in Washington, D.C. are hella full. The waiting times are hella long. Doctors and nurses and nurse practitioners. Let me tell you something. They are overworked. They are underpaid. And they are leaving the facilities, honey. So it's so tough to get doctor's appointments when your kids are sick. And it's so tough to see, you know, to figure out, like, this is an emergency room thing or could my kid get sicker from going to the emergency room? So to all those with weak immune systems who are caregivers taking care of these little germ boxes we call kids, I see you. We're going to get through this. Oh, we're going to get through this. What else has been going on? Um, Fun stuff. Fun stuff's going on. I um got... The email that a colleague and I have been chosen to present at the APA convention, the American Psychological Association convention, I hope whoever they're going to get, they get to them with haste. All right. Okay, sirens. They're my um, my guest today. But <laughs> we have that going on. Um, I submitted some things that I'll be talking about soon. Um, I just had a great meeting for another project that I'll be talking about with you guys very, very soon. It's all excitement. But, um, oh, before I even say that, thank you to everyone who has reached out to me um, and my mother or through me to get to my mom to wish her well on her 
opioid withdrawal journey. So, you know, I shared on social media that she was uh, going through withdrawal as a result of finally walking away from methadone maintenance treatment. And I say finally because it's something that she's been working towards for quite some time. She's doing really well. Only thing is we're still working on is sleep. That takes months, sometimes a year to get back to um, on a regular schedule and real, that you feel real satisfactory sleep Um, because opioids do a number on your system. But she's great. I've shown her all of your comments, all of the DMs, all of the videos. You guys are amazing. And thank you for sharing with me your recovery and sobriety journey stories, whether it's been a day, whether it's been 30 days, whether it's been 30 years. I am immensely proud of all of you for taking the time to say, I'm ready to change and I'm going to fight for myself and we're going to get it done. And it's hard. There are lots of downs. But I promise you that on the other side, oh, life seems a lot more livable. And if no one's told you, you are loved. Again, I am proud. Again, keep going. Keep going. You guys are awesome. You guys just been rocking my socks with all of the comments and stuff. But you know what time it is. You know what it's time for. One of y'all favorite segments. And mine too. It's giving rant Roni, but needed. <sighs> Let's not delay. What's happening, y'all? Let's get into it. Oh my God. Let go. What's happening? What goes on? here so you know I'm minding my business living life just trying to make it through you know scrolling on Robin Rihanna Fenty Offsprings internet and some of y'all friends have lost your everlasting minds just lost it. Just the marbles just gone, honey. And I just want to I just want to take time out to give a great shout out to everyone who has been showing up to drag queen story times to show solidarity and show up as a supporter and just kind of just distract from the wild, disrespectful shit that people have been saying. Um, we, we've talked about this already, but I had to come back to it because it's still going on. It's still going on. It's It's, it's got to stop. It really has to. You know, if you don't want your kids to be a part of a certain program, you are free to pull them. But what you're not free to do is threaten people's lives. What you're not free to do is traumatize other people's children in the midst. What you're not going to do is come around and spread hate when people have been looking forward to such a really cool, enriching experience for their kids. Now, again, if you 
don't want your kids to be a part of it, don't pull up. But don't pull up being hateful. Don't pull up being violent. Because guess what? Y'all stop thinking that drag queens won't beat your ass. One day you're going to get the hands from somebody in a bomb Bob Mackie-esque outfit with eight cans of hairspray in their head, dripping in jewels and finery and extravaganza and 80 pallets of makeup. They're going to beat your ass for just being disrespectful. And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you because that shit's going viral and your friends are going to make fun of you because you tried it. Now that that's out the way, this one goes out to Candace. I need you to get a fucking life, Owens. Miss Owens got on Marcy Martin's internet and had the audacity to have a little mini fucking tantrum about an ad that featured women who um, utilize wheelchairs in underwear and said, why do we need to see that inclusivity? I don't get it. Shut up. We don't want to see that. Why don't we want to see that? I do. I do want inclusive options for those who have disabilities, for those who have disorders or conditions that prevent them from being able to wear clothes that are comfortable and accessible and flattering for them. I want them to have the options that I have. She's just ignorant and I'm I'm so I'm so tired of her. And the idea that we don't want to see that. Who is we? Why are you talking about women that have disabilities as if they should be shunned? And she went on to say, oh, next is going to be a woman on crutches. And if so, yes, women and men and non-binary baddies deserve options when it comes to clothing, when it comes to housing, when it comes to transportation uh, accessibility, all of these things and ignorant ass comments like hers stand in the way of designers and creators thinking outside of the box and being exclusive for those members of our community. Being thoughtful and conscious of their consumer base and not just thinking about um, fashion and transportation and lifestyle in terms of an ableist lens. So congratulations, Candice. Not only are you self-hating, as we all knew, but you pander so much to the right and those who express these really weird, really off white supremacist views, this ain't what you want. Because one thing that all uh, the, the white allies going to do, they're going to get you, honey. You think the black folk going to drive, they're going to get you, honey. So you keep doing all that to shake the table so you can be in the room. They're going to remind you really quick that you're black and you're crossing lines. And you're playing with fire. Go to your therapist. Go. I really want her to go to therapy. I really want her to get off of social media and these platforms. I really want her to take time to take care of her her child, who's probably a beautiful little nugget. I want her to go away. 
And Kanye, too. Talking about some Jonah Hill made him um, realize that all Jewish people weren't even. Shut up, Kanye. Go, go, go put on really weird clothes in some Midwestern town for a couple of months and leave us alone. Just leave us alone. Because we just don't, I don't have the fucking energy. What is in the air? What is happening? What the fuck goes on here? Stop it. So, if y'all haven't noticed, I am a black woman. (laughs) And I love being a black woman. I really do. But there are some parts of being a black woman that stress me the hell out and really impact the way that I interact with other people. And I dare say that sometimes it makes me very angry um, that there are certain expectations that society places on me as a black woman. And it, it, it really... <sighs> It really uh, never lets up. <laughs> it never lets up, and I wanted to talk to talk about that because from microaggressions, passive aggressiveness, um, these this, these nice black girl narratives that are pushed on us from a young age, it's really rooted in you know, white supremacy and oppressive patriarchal bullshit. But let me tell you why I really got riled up about it. And we're going to talk, of course, about how this impacts our mental health, right? So we watched Angela Bassett lose an Oscar to Jamie Lee Curtis. Also, let's be real. We love Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis is... The original Scream Queen, she's played in some of our favorite action movies, horror movies, thrillers. We love Jamie Lee. We love Activia. We love Jamie Lee, right? But Angela Bassett has been gracing our large screens and small screens for decades and giving us amazing performances and her performance in Wakanda forever was beautiful and let's talk about what has been floating and floating around in the media mainstream media and social media when they panned to her as they were announcing the nominees and the winner we were just like brimming with excitement and then The Oscar goes to Jamie Lee Curtis. Of course, they have panned on the Angela Bassett's face, and she looks disappointed. She looks disappointed. And the next day, even that evening, minutes later, leading into the next days, everybody wants to write little Twitter or fake-ass think pieces (laughs) On why Angela Bassett is a sore loser. And it made me and other black women that I know and some that I don't know on social media 
respond with such anger because it's not about being a sore loser. This is not a basketball game. She did not (laughs) see Jamie get the bucket, get the win, and refuse to shake her hand. She didn't say, fuck Jamie Lee Curtis and storm out. She didn't boo. She didn't rush the stage, knock the podium down, and say, fuck the Oscars, fuck this show. She didn't do any of that. All she did was express disappointment. And it plays into this narrative that black women are only allowed to be jovial and conforming. If we express distaste or hurt, we're angry. We're the angry black woman. How can you just be happy for her? I can be happy for her and disappointed that I missed something that I really wanted, that I was rejected, that I didn't get the moment that everyone around me thought I was going to have a chance to grab. It's like sometimes we, we say it on social media a lot. We'll say, just say you don't like black women. Just say that. When other people have cried or been sad or been bummed that they haven't won an award, we don't go, you're such a fucking sore loser. You know, she didn't have to clap. What if my first reaction to being sad or being hurt, being disappointed is not to clap. It's to, to process what just happened. What just happened? Why aren't we allowed to process hurt? Instead, we're told that that's the wrong emotion to feel. Black women are constantly having our emotions policed, telling us, no, you're not smiling enough. No, you're not happy enough. No, you're complaining when you say that something is bothering you. And it's so stressful. And it is so demeaning because imagine going through life just trying to give your best and Do what you need to do to survive, to meet your goals, just to live life. And people telling you, no, no, no. Those emotions and those reactions are invalid. What? And Angela is a graceful woman. She hasn't, to my knowledge, she hasn't responded um, directly to this. And she shouldn't really have to. She shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to explain when I'm not having a best, my best moment. You know, I shouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to explain that something hurt my feelings or was a, a shock to my system. Let me be. Do you know how many times I've watched the Grammys or watched the Oscars or any other award show and they pan to someone and they like, mm, they like, Their smile goes to a little sad frown or they like kind of look down like, damn. We don't run a bunch of articles dissecting them. Why do we have to do that to black women? Which leads me to the next thing about policing emotions. One of my, I will say my virtual colleagues got dragged on social media 
for simply saying she no longer was going to see black men or men um, in her practice as a therapist. And there were people saying, we're going to get her license taken. We're going to report you to the board. We're going to just make sure that she gets fired. Why? She expressed the reasons why. She expressed multiple encounters where she was disrespected. Um, People were really aggressive. And there were other things that she went into detail about that were valid. And people went on and said that she was a, she was hate, hateful and being discriminating and how could you say that and you're a detriment to the community and you're not really a helper. And me, a clinician, is looking at some of y'all or y'all friends or people that y'all don't know and y'all shaking y'all head at too and go on. Why can't she express that she doesn't want to work with her group of people because of the damage done to her emotionally by that group of people? She didn't say that she hated men. She didn't say that she hated black men. She didn't say, you guys are the scum of the earth. She didn't say any of those things. She simply said, this is no longer my preference. And uh, I guess y'all, maybe the public is not aware of, there are many clinicians that have specialties in niche groups. I know many male clinicians, men or masculine presenting folk who don't see women. I know many clinicians who only see black women. I know many clinicians who only see women who are dealing with eating disorders. I know many clinicians who only work with trauma, who only work with children who only work with um, immigrant populations. That's not discrimination. That's a niche. Also, how dare you tell her that her, her feelings aren't valid? How dare you say, well, you need to process that disrespect and see them anyway? Again, I can't feel hurt, wrong, angry that people have come to me for help. And those same people who have come to me for help have disrespected me. Fun fact, I have been sexually harassed, trigger warning, trigger warning, by past male clients. I have been, um, I've had threatened threats of physical violence from male clients. I have had a male client literally try to attack me and say he was going to kill me. I have had male clients flirt with me after I told them it was inappropriate. All of those reasons could be grounds for me saying, hey, I don't want to work with men or masculine presenting folk anymore. It's not because I hate them. It's because I'm not going to put my mental health and my physical health, my safety in jeopardy. That's my right. That's my right. As a woman, as a human, as a fucking human being to say, I don't want to see those people that cause me harm. I've had white clients say very racist, disrespectful things to me. Oh, my gosh. To the point where I had to 
uh, seek out legal counsel. It got so bad. I could say, based on that experience, that I want to take a break from those clients because of the emotional harm done. And that's okay. That's okay. And this whole idea, well, if you're a therapist, you should just sit and go through it. No. Why should I subject myself to trauma in order to help you deal with yours? Or not even help you deal with yours, just to be fetishized, demeaned, used, because you're paying me? No. Why is it when black women speak up about things that have happened to them or respond to unpleasant situations where whining or we're being combative, we need to suck it up? No. If a man got on this app and said, I'm no longer seeing women because the encounters I've had with women or cisgender women clients have been very traumatizing, um, very demeaning, or very awkward and uncomfortable for me. So, uh, yeah, process it and you don't have to see it. Nope, everybody would go, oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that you had the, the, the wherewithal to think that through. But I see black women get dragged for expressing themselves. When Bree, um, who also was a clinician, um, we're mutuals on TikTok. People got her fired from her job because you just harassed her place of employment for simply telling black men that they needed to go to therapy to process their shit. You're hateful. But a white woman said the exact same thing in an article, which Brie actually referenced in her video. And no one complained. Valid points. Oh, my gosh. So inspiring. Yeah, we do need to really. What is it that you you hate about us so much that. When we express ourselves, you have to find some way to make it evil, to make it bad, to demonize it, to degrade us. It is exhausting. Smile. You should smile more. Don't say that. It could be worse. Are we complaining or you, are you going to do something about it? You know, you're just too old for that. Like, at this point, you should... Why is there constantly critique on our emotion? It's it's so difficult. And I think about these messages that I've gotten forever and ever, amen, as a child growing up and this little black body, this little black feminine body. I've been told that I can't maintain eye contact with certain boys or smile at them a certain way if they're saying something interesting because people will think I'm fast. Fast meaning sexually promiscuous. <laughs> I can't butt in to a conversation that I think is really interesting because I'm being disrespectful, trying to be a know-it-all. I can't you know, show the full colors of my anger when something has hurt me because you don't want to be seen as the angry black girl. 
I can't cry when something is really hurting me or has pierced my soul and pierced my spirit because you're just being defeated. You're just you're just giving up and you're just trying to play the victim. I can't, you know, give big ups to myself for being a single mom who's doing the best that she can without messages of, oh, so now you're promoting single motherhood? That's anti-nuclear family. Just, you know, why do you hate black men so much? What? I can't be excited for a woman's recovery or liberation Um, freedom after being or leaving negative or toxic environments or relationships without being told that I'm using negative feminism shit. What? What are you talking about? I can't say that I'm approaching burnout or I'm tired, exhausted by the work that I do without being told, at least you have a job. You're just being lazy at this point. You're ungrateful. What can I do here? And baby, if I choose to do nothing and just sit in my depression, I'm a statistic. I'm just sweet as swinging and missing. (laughs) And the situation with Angela, the situation with, uh, was it Nicole or was it Lauren? There's so many conversations that have been happening on social media. They're connected to policing black women's emotions that have just had me fired up. But then as I'm responding to things on social media, I have to sit and think, is this going to be scrutinized? Are they going to try to call a board on me because I'm expressing my opinion? Are people going to start saying that I'm an angry black woman? And then when they can't attack you professionally, they attack you because of what you look like. So then I'm just like the ugly black woman or you just saying that because don't no man want you. That's why you a single mother. It's like, what? I'm having a professional conversation with you and you choose to, well, a, a conversation about things that are in a professional realm and you choose to attack my character, my looks, my children. Why do y'all hate us so much? But depend on us so much but look for us to problem solve but look for us to be game changers but look for us to be community leaders but look for us for the answers when the men are hurting when the kids are hurting you look for us to be the nurturers the protectors the guiders but tell us to be quiet while we're doing it you look to us when the problems are mounting you look to us when the community needs healing You look to us in hospitals, in classrooms, in churches. You look to us when it is entertaining for you, when it feeds your spirit, when it feeds your soul, and wonder why we're depressed and we're anxious and hesitant. But guess what? We're going to be loud and proud while we're feeling all of those things. Because I love me, and that's enough. 
And to all my black girls out there, you are enough. And I love you too. All right, it's time for whale mail. This is the part of the episode where I respond to your questions, your topics, things that are on your heart and mind that you have put in my inbox, whether that be at contact at drvivid.com, whether that be in these Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, streets, you know? I love y'all and all the questions that you have been submitting lately. I've gotten a lot of questions about uh, sobriety and recovery. And a lot of you asked, like, what can you do for your loved one? Just hold space for them. Um, Be open to their ideas of what the best treatment is for them. Help them with research. Understand that there are a lot of things going on with them physiologically, emotionally, mentally. Understand that... This is going to take weeks, months, a great deal of time. Understand that it's a a process full of twists, turns, ups, and downs. Also, you have to take time for yourself. Make sure that you're checking in with yourself. You're going to therapy. You're processing this if you're assisting a loved one with their recovery journey because recovery affects the whole family unit. It, it affects the friends. It affects everyone. So take care of yourself. Be well. And remember to send me your whale mail. All right, all right, all right. And now it's time to take a beat. This is the part of the episode where I talk to you about what I'm listening to, what I got on replay repeat what's on the playlist what's been helping me cry helping me process bringing me joy keeping me afloat so i have been playing the hurt book homegirl pack um alex vaughn so be it demon time if you know you know um the remixes are with summer walker ari lennox and money long um so be it is my shit i love that song I'm still listening to the release tracks from Chloe, uh, Chloe, Chloe Bailey's new project. It's going to drop on March 31st in pieces. So, I, of course, I'm playing Pray It Away. Uh, how does it feel? Body Do, she just dropped that. <laughs> For the ratchets. Um, Ken the Man, not my nigga. I love that song. It's a bop. Um... The I've been listening to a lot of Amy Winehouse lately. Um, I love Amy J. So rehab, back to black Valerie. You know I'm no good. Will you still love me tomorrow? Stronger than me. Tears dry on their own. Fuck me pumps. Love is a losing game. My favorite Amy Winehouse song, hands down. Our day will come. Take the box. Me and Mr. Jones, you sent me flying. Wake up alone. Cupid in my bed. Yes, those are the songs that I've been playing 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 so i want to hear what's been on your playlist what's been on your heart share it with me especially in these apple music streets let's go okay 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 get it okay 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 get it it's time to do it yourself it's time to do it yourself DIY, DIY, 
do it, do it, do it. Ah. <laughs> it's time to do it yourself. This is what we talk about. Things that you can do for yourself. Self-care, stress relief, things that get you through the day-to-day. Coping strategies from the toolbox. Things that can help your everyday be a little less stressful, bring you a little bit of joy, bring you a little bit of light. Hey, you know what we doing this week? Not responding. Mm-hmm. Remember that everything does not need a response. Sometimes we don't need to respond to that text message. Sometimes we don't need to respond to somebody's nastiness or negativity. Sometimes we don't need to clap back at someone who's being passive aggressive or blatantly aggressive. Sometimes put the phone down, close the computer, walk away. Sometimes we gotta respectfully just end the call. Protect your peace at all costs. And remember that sometimes no response is the greatest response that you can give. Cause we all about protecting your energy. Protect it. And don't give people a show when they're not a worthy audience. You hear what I'm saying to you? All right, let's get let's get to actively ignoring shit that's not worth our time. Ah, uh, go. Your turn. <laughs> where we focus on breathing, body awareness, relaxation, meditation, mindfulness, and most importantly, you. Now during the cool down, it's important that you are in a safe space, free of distraction, free from anything that is not soothing, safe, or you focused. So it's helpful if you find a place to safely sit, stand, or lay, rest. Now, if you're not able to Find a safe space, a calm space, a distraction-free space at this moment. It's okay. This is a podcast. Simply stop, pause me, and come back to me later. But make sure you come back because you deserve a moment for yourself. Now, during the cool down, I'll be asking you to do things. Like close your eyes, take deep breaths, and I'll be guiding you through some visualizations or affirmations. At any time, if you feel uncomfortable, please pause, stop, gather yourself, and do what's best for you. Now, let's get ready. Close your eyes and take a deep breath in. 
this time do it again without me. Take a deep breath in. Let it out. And remember, when you're taking a deep breath in, you're inhaling, your stomach should inflate like a balloon. And when you exhale, it should be as if all that air is being released from the balloon and your belly button, your navel, is trying to move toward your back. One more time to make sure that you're breathing correctly. In. closed I want you to roll your head around we're going to release some tension in our neck and our shoulders and our head today so we're going to roll our head and our release our neck tension we're going to go to the right Okay, do that one more time, starting off to the right side first. All right, now we're gonna roll the opposite direction to the left. Amazing, you're doing great. And if you start on a different side or if you find yourself having to stop and correct, that's okay. Let's roll our shoulders forward, forward, forward. Let them rest, drop them. Deep breath in. Let it out. Now let's roll our shoulders to the back, back. you now to sit, lay, recline in the best, most comfortable way that you can right now. I want you to imagine the room filling with your favorite color. temperature in this room being your favorite temperature how does the color make you feel what does being surrounded by this color do for your body 
do for your spirit. What emotions do you attribute to this color? Now, I want you to take a deep breath and we're going to hold it for four count. Deep breath. One, two, three, four. Slowly release. And we're going to prepare to open our eyes. But before we do, I want to remind you that you can revisit this room with these colors and these positive emotions anytime. Last deep breath. In. And out. Slowly open your eyes. Amazing. This has been your cool down. All right, all right, all right. We have reached the end of another episode. Thank you for all your likes, your follows, your subscriptions, your shares, your saves. You guys are fantastic. Remember, you don't owe the world anything. You owe yourself everything. Period, poo. That's it. We out. <laughs> Bye.